the, the mayor of Gander says, if people need help, you help them. It's the golden rule. That's, what, it's, that's how they live there. Treat others like you want to be treated. Hi, thank you for always tuning in to the podcast. This week of the podcast, I recorded a conversation between myself and Kevin Tufts. His story was played on stage in Come From Away in different parts of the world. His book is called China of Peace, Stranded in Ghana on 9-11. This podcast episode really look at a case study on why we need compassion. It's short and precise. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Kevin Turf. I've known you for quite some time now, and I've come to learn about your work. I've read your book, and I see the work you do is all about being being a humanitarian in the sense that you care deeply about people, and you always strive to make sure people are well taken care of. What led you to this journey of being this kind of person that you are? I don't know who you are, so tell us. <laughs> uh, so I'm a... 54-year-old white man, born in central U.S., moved around as a child, and grew up mainly in Texas. I was a child of Catholic Christian family, raised in that tradition. I learned a little bit about um, compassion through my faith. I'm also a gay Catholic. I'm a practicing gay Catholic, and so that was difficult, uh, a struggle to, to come to terms with the church that didn't really welcome me and what I felt like was my rightful place in that church. But then on September 11th, 2001, uh, my ex-partner and I were flying from New into New York City on a plane from Paris, France, and we had to make an emergency landing over the Atlantic Ocean, and we landed on a uh, province in Canada on an island uh, called Newfoundland. And um, there were a small town there that had a giant runway, and they took in 38 giant jumbo jets from going across the Atlantic Ocean. And so this town of 9,000 people took in 7,000 refugees from more than 90 countries. And they gave us all the needs that refugees need, food, clothing, shelter, information. And for me, I was, you know, I was a privileged you know, business executive. I could have stayed in a hotel. I had a credit card, but there were no hotels. There's only three hotels in this town. They got 7,000 people there. How are they going to get them there? There's only 15 taxis in town. They got 7,000 people. So it was so beautiful to see this small town come and step up and provide the needs of for everyone, regardless of their nationality, their faith, their race, their sexual orientation. They gave it, the, the mayor of Gander says, if people need help, you help them. It's the golden rule. That's, what, it's, that's how they live there. Treat others like you want to be treated. And um, I've now learned in my research that the golden rule is a critical part of every religion in the world. And even non-religious people can buy into this idea that, hey, treat others like you want to be treated. And so um, it was ever since then that I really... Um, got more involved in, in helping charities and individuals and um, and then really now through studying compassion uh, in the last few years and um, made me realize that we need to educate people more about the true meaning of compassion which I like I, my favorite definition is to engage in the suffering of others mm. now here we are we happen to be in the middle of the COVID-19 pandemic and I'm, my heart is bursting with joy to see that people are indeed acting with compassion everywhere you turn. 
across the world. You know, the whole staying at home is an act of compassion. Staying at home so that we can stop the disease is an act of compassion, and it's happening across the globe. Yeah. But what I do in my talks, I have a TED talk called um, Compassion is the New Life Hack. You know, I, I talk about how yeah. you can get a, a, this feeling in your brain. You can become happy when you do a random act of kindness for somebody that's a stranger. You, you, it's like the equivalent of, of running a four-mile race. And um, so I'm really happy that it's happening now. But I, in my talks, I talk about why does it take a terrorist attack like 9-11 or a natural disaster like we see in hurricanes or wildfires or a pandemic? Why does it take that for us humans to act with compassion? We have to make this part of the new normal. Yeah. So, Kevin, I just want to ask, like, that's planes that, not, that landed in Gardner. Majority of the people that became refugees, where are they from? Are they from like third world countries or what kind of people were part of the group? Most of the people were uh, from uh, Western countries. They were a lot, most of them coming from Europe, uh, but there were some people from Africa and there were all kinds of differences in languages. People, you know, Moldovan and people didn't know how to speak these languages locally. They say, in the musical Come From Away, there's a line that say, we don't even know how to say hello to these people. <laughs> they've tried to find people who would translate and uh, just so they could help them. And, um, but there were people, like I said, on, on my plane alone, there were people from, I think, more than 30 countries on my plane. And, um, and everyone got along and everyone helped each other. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. So... One thing that I've come to learn recently is that being a gay child that was rejected by a lot of people, I've developed compassion for those people to understand that most of them are not knowledgeable about my life. And I try to educate them to ease the transition of, oh, gay is bad. So like, what is this life about? What role does education play in spreading the word of compassion? Uh, education is very important and I think uh, part of the, the challenge that we have in our societies and in many countries where um, whether it's Nigeria or America is that we develop silo a silo is where you know it's like a think of a grain silo it's there's a, a, a cylinder that you're inside of and there's something it's like a wall that's protecting everything that's inside whether it's grain or in this case it's people so imagine people inside of a silo and um so people say well i'm compassionate for my family or i'm compassionate for people in that think in my my religious tradition or i'm compassionate for people in my village but i can't be compassionate i can't worry about those other people i can't do it and so that's the challenge is that only through education, when you learn that those people are just like me, mm. everybody, you're all just like me. And so we have to break down those silos to really, and you learn, first of all, there's, there's a, something called the compassion continuum. It starts with self-compassion and it goes into learning about empathy, which is to learn how to put yourself in the shoes of another to, and that's where the education happens. And so like I like to tell people when all these planes were stranded in Gander, if they simply 
wanted to have empathy for all of the stranded passengers on those 38 jumbo jets, they could have had thoughts and prayers for the people on the plane, and they could have sent out some water and some pizza or something. But when they opened their communities, opened their borders, opened their schools and churches and let all of us in, that is engaging with the suffering of others. And that is where uh, that's truly compassion. And that's where I experience it. And now, now we're seeing that uh, everywhere you turn where people are, are acting that way. But we have to come out of this on the um, even being a better world where we look at, I mean, this disease, it's, it, it is, everyone is affected. And it shows that how, uh, how interconnected we are across countries, across peoples, it doesn't make a difference. Uh, all human beings, we are all the same. So this is the last question. You had someone that grew up in a place of diverse political view that is both Democrat and Republican, because Texas is like sometimes Republican, sometimes Democrat. We are currently polarized in America, and our polarization has led to further increasing the silos we find ourselves in. If I'm just new to this word of compassion, what do I do? Yes, in fact, yeah, America is deeply divided, and um, and that's where you know it's, it is the there's a Democratic silo and a Republican silo, and we and we saw this after 9/11, where it was the the hashtag was United We Stand, and you know now and people they we were unified and. We're seeing that somewhat now where, you know, the government is working together on both sides to provide money to all these businesses that are failing. There is so much suffering that we have yet even to begin to see what is happening. And so um, I think that, you know, we have to, we have to get back to being united to look at, truly look at what is the role of government in bettering people's lives so that everyone has health care so that everyone has an equal chance to thrive and I think that's that's there's a great word of flourishing that every human being should be given the right to flourish and I think if we can move in that direction and go back to a time that's you know uh, in my lifetime Democrats and Republicans did work together and they found compromise. Imagine that. Let's get back to compromise. <laughs> Gary, thank you very much. Do you think that there's something in this conversation about com compassion that we are missing out in the topic at large? Because you have been doing this for some time now. You have traveled where the musical come from away. You have met different people in different parts of the world. Is there something that you see that is common or there's something that we're missing out in this country? Well, it's interesting on um, the musical Come From Away, which there I have, there is a, how crazy is that? There's an actor who plays me on stage. And, um, and when we went to London, uh, when they opened the show in London, the actors who played me told me before we saw the show for the first time with the London audience, they said, now you have to understand that the British are very proper and they don't give standing ovations like, like they do in the United States. And we said, okay, fine. And guess what? They did the performance, standing ovation. It's actually, compassion is in our, it's in our DNA. Like the, as we've evolved as, mam as human beings, as homo sapiens, we are meant to live in group. We are meant to care for each other. And so we have to remember that. 
and we have we we get so blinded by the technology and and you know looking down at our phones and the only can we think that we're connected because we're connected to you know thousands of facebook friends but just look up look around you at the people who are around you and those are our neighbors those are our people that are we're all part of the family and god is in every one of those people and so we've got to um we've got to think think like that on a daily basis could not agree less with you and i just want to thank you for spreading this word it means a lot thank you i can't wait to see your book